What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Latina Lee, the podcast that is untamed, uncensored, and unapologetic. And we are getting super uncensored and super untamed this morning because I am telling you all the ins and outs and all the dirty little secrets of pregnancy. And uh, to not keep you here forever, like an hour and a half, two hours, because you know I can talk. (laughs) I'm splitting this up into two parts. Part one is my experience of being pregnant and all the things that they don't tell you. Okay. And part two is with my husband and I'm going to ask him a bunch of questions and his perspective on my pregnancy, um, in general and personal. So, and I don't know if part two is going to come out tomorrow, if it's going to come out next week. So bear with me. Okay. Because getting my husband to record something is like pulling teeth. So I'm gonna try to make it happen for you. Okay. So As a lot of you may know, I am pregnant with my son. It's my first child. And um, I went over about how I found out when I recorded Changing My Life Again, where I announced that I was pregnant or that I am pregnant. Um, But for anyone who's new here, hi, welcome. So nice to have you. I'll do a little recap. So I had been on birth control for about three years and in I want to say like August of 2020 sometime around then I had gone to the doctor um actually no it had to have been June or July I had gone to the doctor for my semi-annual whatever and um I was talking to my GYN and I was like hey listen I want to start you know trying to have a baby. I want to get off birth control. Da, da, da. He was like, okay, so it's going to take about three months for the birth control to get out of your system. And, you know, I want you to have at least like one or two periods and then you can start trying and you should have no problem. And I was like, okay, cool. Awesome. Right. So when I got home, you know, I had a conversation with my husband and I was just like, Hey, listen, this is what the doctor said about trying to have a baby. And so he and I were like, okay, so why don't we enjoy the rest of the year and then stop your birth control in December? That way by, you know, March, we can start trying like early March. And I was like, you know what? That sounds like a good idea. I like that. Da, 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 whatever. Anyway, so I went on my honeymoon with my husband in November and we came back like right before Thanksgiving. And I was like, you know what? December 1st, I'm going to stop my birth control. And he was like, okay, great. Anyway, I got pregnant on December 10th, (laughs) ranging from the 7th to the 10th. So that took about 10 days, a week. And on January 7th, I went to the doctor and I went to the doctor for my annual checkup. I had no idea I was pregnant at all because I thought it was fucking impossible and I had gone to the doctor and, you know, you do pee pee in the cup and whatever. And, and, and at my appointment, him and I are talking about, hey, listen, I want to get pregnant. But when am I going to do it? The moment that I was about to leave the doctor, he came back inside and he was like, hey, you're pregnant. And I was just like, that's impossible. And he was like, I know. So let's do an ultrasound. And sure enough, there he was floating around little amniotic sac as a little ball a little circle of nothing actually not of nothing he was a lot of things but he looked like a little nothing he was a little boop the little like I said a little dot and I have that ultrasound actually he's a little boop a little blip and um yeah so you know I found out I was pregnant at four weeks and that's very early to find out that you're pregnant most women don't find out they're pregnant sometimes until they're about to hit their second trimester, um, which is about 12, 13 weeks. Some women don't. The majority of women find out at like six, seven weeks that they're pregnant. Because that's when shit starts to hit the fan. And um, the one thing that I will say is this about your first trimester. Um, and this is where your body is really funny. The Lord thinks he's hysterical. So... I didn't know I was pregnant. Like I said, I found out January 7th. So all of December, I'm living up, turning, I'm turning up, living my life. I turned 26 years old. Like, so of course I got lit. Okay. Um, 
And so a couple things happened in that month to me that I was like, okay, I never thought I was pregnant. Actually, I made a joke because I was sitting on the couch and it was in December. I think it was like right before Christmas or something. I'm sitting on the couch with my husband and my dog and we're watching a movie and I suffer from vertigo. So what happened was I was sitting on the couch and I was we were just like laying down, like cuddling on the sectional and my dog came up to me like in my face and I was just like petting her face and then all of a sudden my eyes started to shake from left to right. And that's just sometimes that's a something that happens when you have vertigo or you're going to like a vertigo spell. You get extremely dizzy and sometimes your eyes will shake. And so I was like, oh, shit. And he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, oh, my God, if this vertigo comes back, like, I'm really going to start crying. And then he was like, are you OK? I was like, no, I'm fine. I was like, let me just go to the bathroom and try to walk it off or something. And so I was like, that, that, that's like the worst thing you can do, like if you're feeling dizzy. But I just was like, let me get up. Because I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, a wave of dizziness came over me and I got up and I was still dizzy. And then I stood I just stood. I, I stood there and I was like, OK, like and the feeling kind of went away. And then, you know, I also had to pee. So as I'm walking into the bathroom, I was like, wow, that was that was so weird. I was like, oh, my God, imagine if I'm pregnant. And then we both laughed out loud because there was like in my mind, there was no fucking way. No fucking way that that was even a possibility. Um, and uh, so that was one thing that I thought. Like, I thought like it was a joke, though, like I didn't really think I was pregnant. Like I like when I said it. Like I peed and then I sat back down. I didn't think about it again. <laughs> like that was really it. Um, but something that does happen to you right before um, like your first trimester stuff starts to happen is you actually can bleed. So again, I stopped December 1st. I got pregnant within a week. So all of this stuff is happening within a month span. So again, I found out at four weeks that I was pregnant. So you know, what happens is in that month, like right before you're even right before there's even a little embryo <laughs> inside of your uterus, you're going to bleed. And a lot of women, that's a really tricky time within the first month that you're pregnant. Again, you don't even know. I didn't know I was pregnant. So when it happened, I just thought, OK, what happens is you bleed. And when I, when it happened to me, you know, it was like a dark brown and I thought, okay, cool. I'm about to get my period. And so for a lot of women, if you bleed dark brown, it's like a spot, but you're not like bleeding, bleeding. It's just a little spot on like your underwear and you're like, oh shit. Oh my God. Okay. Maybe I'm getting my period. And then you prep and then you get your shit together. Right. Let me have a sip of my coffee. Oh my God. That's fantastic. So you bleed. Now, one of three things <laughs> it could possibly be. One, you're actually getting your period. Two, it's something called implantation bleeding, which is what happened to me. And basically that means that your embryo, your baby, attached itself to your uterus, which then made you bleed. Implantation bleeding. And it didn't last. It was just a little spot. And then that was it. And then, of course, the last reason that you could be bleeding, which it's normally more of a bright red, is if you're miscarrying. So the thing about the first, you know, four to five weeks that you're pregnant, a lot of women miscarry during that time and they don't know. Specifically because of the implantation bleeding, because you have no idea that you're pregnant in the first place. Um, so that's that. Found that I was pregnant on January 7th. And from then I was like, okay, cool. I immediately stopped drinking. Of course, um, I don't smoke. So, and then what I decided to do was I decided to start on my prenatal vitamins immediately. And like people really sleep on prenatal vitamins. Like people really don't think they need prenatal vitamins, but you really need that shit. So I started taking my prenatal vitamins. I think I placed the order. It came within about like a week and a half. So I started my prenatal vitamins at like five to like six weeks pregnant. And, um, I used ritual vitamins, um, ritual prenatal vitamins, which are fantastic. There's literally nothing extra in them. And amazingly enough, they are lemon, um, flavored, which is great for nausea, especially if you can't keep shit down. 
Um, but yeah, and then it was really at like six, seven weeks when I like the first trimester stuff really started to hit. Honestly, when I found out I was pregnant, like around like the fourth or fifth week, like little things would happen, like my sense of smell, like I was just very sensitive to certain things. And I was like, okay, but that could have been because like I knew I was pregnant because it could have happened before and I just thought nothing of it. Like, oh, damn, like that stinks. You know what I'm saying? But it's like when you're pregnant, now you have a reason. But it wasn't until I was about five weeks that everything really started to like, <laughs> like five, six weeks, everything started to hit me at once. So, of course, I'm not going to go through the things that normally happen to you, like nausea and like you're tired. But, um, you know, I will say, I'm going to tell you what they, what people don't tell you is going to happen in your first trimester or what can potentially happen. Again, every pregnancy is different. Every woman is different. And that's what we're getting into. So, of course, there's the normal shit that happens. But the shit that happened to me that no one tells you, okay, you're going to cramp. So if you think that you're going to get pregnant and never cramp again, that's fucking hysterical. You're going to just start laughing at yourself now because it's not going to happen. Um, cramping, which um, can be ligament pain. And the reason it's ligament pain is because your uterus is expanding and it's going to get double its size or triple its size. And yeah, because it needs to fit a baby. So yeah, that's why you're going to cramp. Oh, and then gas. Oh my God. I was 10 weeks pregnant. I dead ass looked four months pregnant because of the gas. I had such bad trapped gas. I literally felt like I wanted to die. That pain. Oh my God. That pain was no joke. No joke. Okay. I had the worst headaches, not migraine, but it was a bad, I had bad, bad, terrible headaches. I was dehydrated all the time. Like literally in your first trimester, if it's anything like mine, you won't even, again, I found out at four weeks. Some women don't find out when they're 12 until they're 12 weeks. So my sis is drinking all three months because when you're at 12 weeks, at your 13th week, you're about to go into your second trimester. You're about to be four months pregnant. So women will drink their whole first trimester because they have no idea that they're pregnant. Once I found out I was pregnant and the nausea really started to hit it and, you know, whatever. I was like, I didn't want anything but water. I was just like, oh, my God, I'm, th- I'm dying. Like, I'm dying of thirst. So water and seltzer were my life. Another thing <laughs> that um, starts in your first trimester that's not going to go away are cold-like symptoms. Hear that? Okay. I have had a fucking cold. I'm not sick. Okay, let me tell you that. I'm not sick. I have had a cold for eight months. I'm almost eight months pregnant. I've had a fucking cold, okay, the whole time. It sucks. And the reason that you feel that way is because your immune system is literally weakening every month that goes by because of course your body is giving everything that it has to your baby and listen I'm here for it I'm fine I'm good okay give me the sniffles give me what you got to give me but it's not fun okay so yeah cold like symptoms I've literally had stuffy nose for eight months okay um another thing that they don't tell you now I've heard that it's not the same with girls with girls Um, you don't want to even look at your man. So I'll let you know when I eventually get pregnant with a girl, but let me tell you something. I wanted to jump my husband's bones every chance I got. And the horniness has not stopped. If anything, the horniness has completely elevated. It has gone to a new high. I am like a fucking dog. That just wants to hump him all the time. I kid you not. And I don't know if it's pheromones. I don't know if it's me. I don't know what it is. I want to fuck my husband all the time. Almost to the point where he looks at me. He's like, um, I need a break. Okay. Okay. Big belly and everything. I want it. Okay. So your libido shoots through the roof. Again, every pregnancy is different. I'm telling you what people didn't tell me for mine, okay? 
And that's just, and that's just, you know, that's just the truth. That's what it is. Okay. And, you know, I get to my second trimester. We're moving and grooving. And all of a sudden, I can't see. I cannot fucking see. I have my contacts on and I'm looking. And I'm like, why is everything blurry? Okay. My eyes are dry. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe I need to go to a doctor because my prescription, like my eyesight is changing. Like I just thought, because that, you know, if you wear glasses, that's what happens. I'm like, okay, maybe my eyesight is changing. Okay. I schedule an eye appointment. I decided to schedule a dental appointment because it's in the city and I had to go there the same day. Bah, 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 it's down the block from each other. Okay, cool. Coincidentally enough, after I scheduled my dental appointment, I thought I cracked my tooth eating pasta. I was at a wedding. I was at my good friend's wedding and I crunched down and the shooting pain from the left side of my upper molar shot directly into my face. I honestly thought that I was going to have like a root canal. I was like, pull the damn tooth, like fuck a root canal. I don't want a drainage. I don't want nothing. So cool. Now I'm going to a dentist. My gums are swollen. I'm thinking, wow, what a coincidence. Something is really going on. That's why I thought I had, a, I had an infection in my tooth. Okay. Cause I'm again, I don't know anything, never been pregnant before, okay? My fucking gums are swollen, my breath stinks, oh my God. Something else they don't tell you, sis, because of your hormones, your breath is probably going to smell like complete ass. You can brush your tongue, you could gargle fucking as much Listerine as you want, honey, but you better keep a mint or some gum nearby because, girl, your breath is not going to smell cute, okay? Okay? And I don't eat like shit either. So it can't be nothing bubbling up in my stomach because I don't eat garbage. The only garbage, I'm going to tell you right now, the only garbage that I actually fucking eat on on occasion are pizza bites. That's it. That's the only garbage I've eaten. And occasional candy. So I go to the dentist. My gums are swollen. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. She looked at me. And we had to do an x-ray. So they put like three fucking x-ray vests on me. They put me in like a helmet. Like I was covered. And they took a quick little picture. And they left. Came back and they go, there's nothing wrong with your tooth. And I was like, no. My tooth, like I'm telling you, I cracked, like something happened. Like I cracked my tooth. She goes, no. No, you didn't. And I was like, yes, I did. She goes, Kaya. Like the doctor. The dentist came in. She goes, Kaya, there's nothing wrong with your tooth. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like I, when I kid you not, I could not eat because my tooth, it, I couldn't even, I couldn't even handle it. Like I was chewing on my right side. So like the right side of my face, like brolic. Okay. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. I'm like, what about my gums? And she goes, your gums are fine. Everything looks good. She goes, um, maybe you just floss a little bit more, but you know, to reduce the swelling, but that's, you're fine. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Now, my dentist had never been pregnant before. So she looked at me and she went, could it be because you're pregnant? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I really don't know. So I Googled it in the chair. Again, if you're not pregnant, you're not going to know that your fucking teeth. Listen, if you've never been pregnant, the fuck that I'm pregnant. And I didn't know that it happened. I know. And I didn't know. I didn't know that everything goes to shit. That's basically what I'm trying to tell you. So she didn't know. Okay, so I'm sitting there and I'm Googling shit. And she was, you know, a young dentist. She had to have been like in her 30s. She was never pregnant. So we're sitting there. We're Googling it. And sure enough, because of my hormones, your gums turn to shit. And you can actually get gingivitis easier when you're pregnant. Okay. Okay. So, and by the way, that was in my second trimester. I was like four months pregnant. My tooth still hurts. 
Okay. There's nothing wrong with my tooth, but it still fucking hurts. Okay. Okay. Now I go to my eye doctor. I'm thinking, okay, this makes sense. My eyesight's changing. I just need a new prescription. Nope. He looked at me. He went, oh, and fun fact. Just a little fun fact because I love to throw it out there because people in the office get so excited about it. Drake goes to my eye doctor, who, by the way, I've been going to for over 10 years. So he hopped on my fucking swag. Okay. I just want to tell you that. Okay. So shout out to Dr. Hollander's office in Manhattan. Thank you. Anyway. So I'm sitting there. And he does my, you know, we do the test. And I was like, (laughs) I'm like, okay, like my eyesight, like I can't see nothing. It's blurry, whatever. He was like, nope. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck you mean? No. (laughs) He's like, your eyesight hasn't changed. And I was like, doc, (laughs) come the fuck on. He was like, what happens is no, because, you know, he's, you know, much, he's much older and his wife, he has like three girls or whatever. So he knows whatever. He said, listen, what happens when you're pregnant is because of the hormones, the progesterone or whatever, your eyes become so dry that you literally think that your eyesight is changing and you cannot see, but your eyesight is fine. And I was like, and then he is, and then he said, when you get into your third trimester, your eyes are going to be gooey. Like you're going to wipe your eye. There's going to be shit in your eye all the time. He didn't say shit, but he was like, there's going to be like gunk in your eye all the time. And like fucking clockwork, bro, I have, my eyes are so watery. Like I got boogies in my eyes all the time. I kid you not. All because I'm pregnant. Okay. So he was like, change your contacts every two weeks. If you feel like you're getting dry, take them off, you know, put your glasses on, you know, use some eye drops, whatever. I was like, are you fucking, he was like, yeah, but your eyesight hasn't changed. Your prescription is the same. So, yeah, (laughs) your eyesight and your teeth go to shit, by the way. Second trimester, okay? All in your second trimester. Another thing in your second trimester. Now, I popped early with my belly at 10 weeks. A lot of women don't pop until they're five months. Now, here's the thing. When you pop, that round ligament pain is going to hit you in your uterus like a bat. That shit is going to kill you, okay? And you are going to feel scared. You are going to feel like, what the fuck is going on? I need to call the doctor. Of course, talk to the doctor. I'm not a doctor. Talk to your doctor if you're, like, that scared. But what happens is, like I said, your uterus is doubling, tripling in size. So the ligaments that are in your abdomen are stretching and pulling to make room for your child. Okay. And that shit hurts like a bitch. And it is a pulling, it's a tearing feeling like in your, it's like your abdomen is just like fucking like, and it's just stretching and, and it just, it feels like awful cramping. Okay. Another thing that happens too, um, for me, the gas subsided kind of um but yeah it was really the gas was bad in my first trimester my second trimester wasn't so bad I would have like little spurts here and there where my gas pain was just like off the chain like it was awful um but then you can't poop so I recommend colace okay a colace pill my doctor said I can take up to two colace a day if I took up to two colace a day I would never leave the bathroom so I like to keep it at one <laughs> if I really need it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you can't poop. So that's cool. Again, I'm not going to tell you all the things that normally happen, like a burst of energy and like now you can eat again and you don't want to fucking vomit all over the place. That's not what I'm here to tell you because you could just people tell you that all the time. I'm telling you the things that no one tells you. Okay. Okay. And toward the ending of your second trimester, you're going to get, and it's going to be fantastic. You are going to get insomnia. Okay. And that's where we lead into 
the third trimester. And that is where I'm at now. And I have to say, my pregnancy has been relatively easy. So I am blessed in that sense. My pregnancy has not been a nightmare. Again, there have been shit that bother me. Again, like the normal stuff, like my feet hurt, my back hurt, blah, 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 whatever. And all this other new stuff that happens where like my body is literally like depleting itself. But that's manageable. I've had a pretty easygoing pregnancy. But I'm telling you right now, the rate that my third trimester is going um this has to be the hardest trimester ever. I'm telling you that right now. Because let me tell you. Let me tell let me tell you why. I'm going to have a sip of coffee first. Okay, are you ready? So when I say my my pregnancy has been pretty easy. Again, sorry. <laughs> Um, is because I am not high risk. I did not develop any preeclampsia, any, like I didn't develop anything like that. Thank God. And I haven't developed anything yet. Um, but my third trimester has been very difficult so far. So, um, you know, the only thing that makes it difficult. Yes, of course, my stomach, my, my, my belly now is further than I am. Okay. I don't touch anything. Like my belly touches everything before I touch it. Okay. Uh, I haven't, I've only gotten uh baby stretch marks on my back. Um, because I do have a stretch mark recipe that you can go to my Instagram, my personal Instagram, Kaya Burgos, and you can look at, it is a three step stretch mark proof remedy and it has worked thus far you can see pictures of my belly and how big it is and I don't have any stretch marks so shout out to me (laughs) hopefully stays that way but my third trimester has definitely been the hardest trimester um and I am in constant pain all the fucking time because I am suffering from the worst pelvic pain I have ever felt in my fucking life Let me tell you what that is. <laughs> and 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 don't forget, round ligament pain still happens because your uterus is still getting bigger because your child is growing at an exponential size. Okay? At a crazy rate. I said that all wrong. That, that grammar was completely off. But anyway, they're growing really fast, really big. Okay? So aside from the round ligament pain that you're probably already used to at this point, (laughs) your pelvic pain, again, a lot of women don't, my mom didn't know what the fuck I was talking about when I told her about pelvic pain. She was like, what do you mean? She never experienced it. So every woman is different. Okay. And you know, this pelvic pain, (laughs) oh, how could I describe it? How could I describe it? Imagine you ride a bike, like a bicycle, for a really, 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 really long time. Or you take like a spin class and you have really fucked up cramping afterward, like really like soreness and it's cramping. And like every time you walk, you're like, ow, ow, ow. Imagine that times 10. Okay. And it's in your groin. But then imagine that that pain (laughs) travels to your vagina. Okay. At the top of your vagina, where your pelvic bone is, to the bottom of your vagina near your labia, where it will feel like a knife is being shoved in your vagina. And I kid you fucking not, those are my doctor's own words. My doctor, one of the highest ranked doctors in the Hudson Valley that came out of his mouth. Okay. 
knife in your vagina. And it is so normal that when I told him about this pelvic pain to the point where I told him I can't even walk sometimes, he looked at me, he went, how is it shifting in bed? I said, it's impossible to shift in bed. He was like, yeah. And then he was quiet. And then he was like, you know, it's going to feel like a knife going into your vagina sometimes. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then he went, yeah, I wish there was something I can do for you, but um, there's not. So you'll be okay. And I went, fucking awesome. Go me. Cool. And it is constant. This pain is, I swear to God, I don't know what it feels like to not have this fucking pain. And I can't take pain medication because obviously I'm pregnant, right? So I'm basically just rolling with it. And I'm a fuck y'all. I'm a gangster, son. This shit right here, this has shown me I'm a gangster because this pain I'm telling you right now is fucking excruciating. I can't get up without it hurting. I can't fucking, me getting off this chair to like, upload this to my laptop yeah no <laughs> uh me shifting in bed shifting in bed is the worst because you're literally trying to use ab strength and leg strength which you don't fucking have okay but i i will tell you that that that, that this pelvic pain takes the fucking cake and i don't know if it's because i've had a relatively easy pregnancy that the lord is like well here you go kaya <laughs> here it is here's your dose of fucked up okay but yeah that pelvic pain is no joke and basically let me just explain to you what it is pelvic pain is the uh, ligaments in your pelvis that are splitting and stretching to prepare for a baby to exit your vagina cool (laughs) um yeah no it fucking sucks Okay, and I can't close my legs. My body wants to do everything like man spreading, like whether they just like let their balls hang out. That's what my body wants to do. The thought of crossing my legs, I don't even think about it because it's just a joke. It's just not going to happen. So, like, that's got to be the worst. And then, courtesy of my lovely cousins, who all have children, Um, they let me know. So I'm here to let you know. And I'll do a birth episode also. They let me know that after you give birth, you know, of course, your uterus has to kind of go back down in size. Um, yeah, that's like having contractions all over again. (laughs) Funny enough, though, because my aunt didn't feel it, but her daughter did. So that's super great. Oh, and it can last like up to three days after you give birth too. So, because your uterus has to go back down. Because right now my uterus is grown to the size of it being over my, like above my belly button. That's how high, that's how tall my uterus is. Your uterus is really not that big. It grows really big, but your uterus is not big. Your uterus sits way, way, way down in your pelvic area. But right now my uterus has grown tall enough to where it's above my belly button. So fucking awesome. It's fantastic. And I will tell you one thing, even with the pelvic pain, even with all this shit that I'm saying, and again, the pelvic pain is (laughs) the pelvic pain is one of the most excruciating things I've felt because it's a const. It's not even like it gives me a break. It's a constant fucking pain. The only time I don't feel it is when I'm sitting down, not doing anything. Problem is, if you sit down and do nothing for too long, then you're fucked. Because when you get up, you're just going to want to jump off a bridge. But the things that do help <laughs> my pelvic pain, believe it or not, are having sex. My yoga ball, my big ass ball that I bought. And a hot bath. I know they say not to take a hot bath, but fuck that. I take a hot, scolding hot bath. And I feel great. I feel great. 
Another thing they tell you to do that no one told me about ever was um to like count how many times your child kicks you, like how like like a kick count basically. The rule of thumb is is if your child like if at a of course they're going to sleep during the day, so like don't like panic. Like if you don't feel your child kick you for more than a day, you need to go to the hospital. But normally my son is very active like two to three times during the day. So like sometimes in the morning, like I felt him a lot this morning, but I felt him, of course, like as he's getting bigger now, he's not really kicking. He's more poking and stretching, um, you know, cause I'm about eight months now, but at six, seven months, he was really kicking at seven months. He really kicked the shit out of me, but now he's at, a, at his stretching point. So, um, I feel him stretching a lot in the morning when I'm like laying down when I'm upright and like I'm doing things and I'm like sitting down at my desk or something. I really don't feel him that much to the point where I can like start like counting, but you kind of get a good schedule on when your child is the most active in your womb. So like mine is in the morning and believe it or not at like six, seven o'clock when I'm like hanging out with my husband, like watching television or something. Um, and like right before bed. So during the times where he's at his highest like energy, I do a kick count. If you don't get 10 kicks within two hours, go to the doctor. Um, of course, during those high moments that you would normally feel him because or, or your child, um, only because that's cause for concern. And the and it's more important the later you go into your pregnancy, because, you know, if you're like nine months and you don't feel your child for like a day and a half, they're coming out. You know what I mean? Like when I was born, my mother told me that, um, cause I was about two weeks late. So my mom made it to about 42 weeks pregnant. So my mom said that she didn't feel me for two days. That's what the doctor said. 48 hours. If you don't feel her, we got to pop your, we have to induce you basically. And so my mom didn't feel me for two days. And sure enough, like she went to the doctor. I was fine, but you know, that was it. I was just, I wasn't moving. And he was like, okay, it's time to, you know, you ready to have a baby? And my mom was like, what? And then sure enough, he um, broke her water and I came out like four hours later. Um, but yeah, so that's that. <laughs> so that's another thing they don't tell you. Kit counts. Do your kit counts. It's very important. Um, and let me see. I have one other product that I, I if you're pregnant and you want to get pregnant, that you should definitely buy. When you go to your prenatal appointments, and this is actually a recommendation from my god sister that I'm so happy that I got because I love it, especially when I feel nervous, like I can't feel him or whatever. The reason you want to do a kick count is because if you don't and you don't feel your child, there could be something with their heartbeat and they're not responsive, basically. So on the days where like I feel like oh, I don't really feel you that much and whatever, obviously as they get bigger, you're not going to feel them as much and you're not going to feel them like those sudden kicking movements as much. You're going to feel like a lot of stretching, of course, because they don't have any room anymore. But it is a baby Doppler. And basically, when you go to your OBGYN appointments, um, you don't get an ultrasound every appointment. Something else they didn't tell me until I got there because it costs a lot of money. <laughs> so, um, you know, the uh, it's called the Neva baby Doppler. And it is a machine that lets you hear your baby's heartbeat. I recommend getting that. Don't buy no dumb shit on your phone. Don't do it. It's stupid. Get a baby Doppler, Neva baby Doppler. It's a sound, it's a sound machine and you will be all the better for it. Okay. Um, and I'm trying to even, and of course, you know, if I miss anything, you can always hear that on part two with my husband because there's a lot of things, a lot of things. And those are honestly just the body changes that have been happening to me. Um, you know, as far as my mental health and, you know, my um, confidence level, I mean, truthfully, my mental health has been pretty good. I have, as you guys all probably know already, I have anxiety and depression and I don't, it's not a constant thing. My anxiety is kind of constant, but my depression is not so, um, consistent. It's very sporadic. And I think that during my pregnancy, I've only had about two depression episodes, which is pretty good. Um, 
and my anxiety I've been trying to keep very low. And the reason I've been trying to keep my mental health under wraps is because my fear of postpartum depression is like kicking my ass. Although I really feel really confident about the fourth trimester, like when my son's actually here and getting into the swing of his life, you know, like I said before, there's been, I have, I have really bad sleep patterns, um, normally, like even before I got pregnant. And then when I hit my second trimester, um, the insomnia really just started to kick my ass and into my third also. And I kind of have it now still too, but like, I think as I get bigger, I'm just getting more exhausted. So it allows me to sleep more (laughs) through the night, but I wake up three, four, five times in the middle of the night anyway. And if I, and those I can normally go go back, like go back to sleep because they're like really quick. But normally throughout the middle of the night, I wake up three times and I'm up for an hour each time. So I really don't. And that's just normal. That's just my body. So I really don't think that when my baby's here, like the midnight feedings are going to like kill me because I get up anyway and I'm up for an hour. I sometimes, sometimes I'll go to bed at 11 and then I wake up at one and then I'm up until four. <laughs> and then my husband wakes up at five thirty anyway, so it's just like that's just my body. So I I feel pretty confident about the fourth trimester and handling myself, and you know my husband supporting me is, and we're gonna talk about that also. You know about how your husband can take care of you, especially if your child's breastfed. Um, you know just things like that, and because I've seen a lot of things on the internet about you know women and and how they're fucking miserable. And I'm just like, Oh my God. And it's to the point where these women post things on social media that scare other women into not having children. And I'm like, listen, you're just doing this shit for clickbait. Okay. Because like, and and, and you know what? I'm not even going to finish that sentence. I'm going to have my son And I'm going to do another episode about the fourth trimester and I'm going to let you know if these bitches are lying because that doesn't even make sense to me. And I'm going to go deeper into what I'm talking about because some of these women on Instagram and I'm sorry, but it's mostly white women on Instagram that paint this really fucked up picture of having a baby. And I'm like, and listen, I understand that it's hard. Again, pregnancy is difficult, but I've seen again and and I'm pregnant. So I'll use that. I've seen women it's like take the pregnancy during COVID thing and they fucking run with that shit. I, I'm, I'm pregnant. It It's still a pandemic. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I kid you fucking not. Okay. I have seen women take pregnancy and turn it into one of the most mon- monstrous things I've ever seen in my life to the point where if I wasn't pregnant, I'd be like, damn, is that really how it is? No, because they're fucking lying because they're trying to get a view. So don't believe those Instagram reels because it's fucking stupid, please. And that's just about pregnancy. So if they're lying about their pregnancy, be, and, 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 and also too, also, I am pregnant. And I understand that there are a lot of shit that comes like preeclampsia and, 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 the, and the vomiting all nine months. I, there are things that happen during pregnancy that make it fucking awful. I'm not, I'm not dumb. But... This woman posted on her reel. She wasn't high risk, no vomiting, pretty much like mine. No vomiting. Didn't have any like she was in her in her fucking uh, caption. And she made her pregnancy sound awful because of covid. And she posted a reel of her videos at home and with her husband. And I was just like, what the fuck are you doing? Women like to paint. Let me rephrase that. A lot of white women like to paint a really fucked up picture of pregnancy and having a baby. And please, please just don't listen to it. It just, can, can you tell it drives me up the fucking wall? Like I can't even handle it anymore. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so the postpartum depression fear is very real only because of the things that I've seen. And I've let social media alter my mindset in that way. And I that's why I don't go on Instagram reels anymore. Like I don't watch them anymore because it's such a influx of false information that these women are painting a picture just to get a fucking view. It drives me nuts. So that's why I haven't even done it. And, you know, 
in part two, I'm going to talk about postpartum depression also with my husband because that's important that he understands that I'm afraid of that also. And, um, you know, it's just when you get pregnant and I'm going to end off with this. When you get pregnant, everything is going to change. And I'm not that's not an exaggeration. I mean, everything. I mean, your health, you know, the things that you thought you were able to do, you know, your, uh, and again, your hormones, you know, my hormones, I think I'm a really high strung person and I'm a very hormonal person in general. So truthfully, I think the only thing that really changed hormonally for me was the fact that I was just a raging lunatic and why I wanted to have sex with my husband all the time. But as far as like mood swings and little spurts of like anxiety and depression, you know, sessions or, or episodes, it didn't really happen as much. And also too, like my irritability, my irritability comes in and out. Like it's not like a, you know what I'm saying? Like I can't say that I've been irritable the whole time. I haven't. And so, you know, Another thing is pregnancy brain, which it literally just happened because I'm trying to tell you something and I completely fucking forgot what I was just about to tell you. Oh my God. I can't even handle it. (laughs) It's so stupid. Oh my God. Oh, I remember now. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Listen, listen. So things are going to change. Your body's going to change. Your mind is going to change internally your body's going to change externally and you know your lifestyle has to change you know what I'm saying like I went from drinking every single day I love alcohol I went from drinking every single fucking day I found out I was pregnant and I without even hesitation I stopped and I tried to eat healthier I've tried to do better and you know whatever and it's just these changes happen and you know I'm not saying that it's going to be a walk in the park because it's not there are women out there who pay thousands of dollars just to get pregnant just to even feel what I feel and you know once they get there it's not always a guarantee for them either And so as my body goes through the things, and yeah, I'm talking about the pelvic pain, and I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, the pain is fucking excruciating, but I'm cool with it. Like, you know, it's like the pain of a tattoo. It sucks ass, but you're probably going to go get another tattoo and another one and another one and another one. And you're going to do it again with a smile on your face. So when when I go through all these things, when you go through these things while you're pregnant, you're probably going to get pregnant again. Okay. And you're going to do it with a smile on your face because you can do it. Your body was made to do this. And I think that one of the things in the last piece that I can give you before I leave you is that you need to give your body, you need to forgive your body and you need to forgive yourself and you need to not put yourself in such a bounding box of pressure to be a certain way or to do things a certain way, especially when it comes to your labor, when it comes to breastfeeding, when it comes to your fucking vitamins, when it comes to just living your life, you know, when it comes to your diet, your weight, like just you need to let your body do what it has to do. Because once you put, once you start putting yourself into a, into a box of how you need to be and what you need to do, in order for you to have a successful pregnancy, I'm telling you right now, it's not going to work. And the only thing that you're going to do is mentally destroy yourself. So my advice is you need to relax. And I, if you've listened to any of my other episodes, you know that I'm a neurotic control freak. And this is one of the only times in my life where I have completely surrendered control and I have just let things be. I control what I can. I drink a lot of water. I drink my vitamins. I rest and I don't overexert myself and I do what I have to do. And I try to get enough sleep. That's really the, I control the things that I can't control. I don't try to do all this other extra shit anymore. I I can't because 
if I do that, then when my son is actually here, I'm not 110%. And if I'm not 110% for him, then what the fuck did I do this for? Does that make sense? So let your body do what it has to do. Okay. And I will leave you with that for now. Stay tuned for part two, where we get to dig and creep into my husband's mind about how he feels about us, you know, and having a baby and how it's changed our relationship, how we communicate better, how we fight, how we have sex, you know, all the things that have to do with us and our marriage and having a baby, because I think it's really important to discuss the relationship aspect of being pregnant because it's not just me that this is happening to it's happening to my husband also so stay tuned for part two with my husband I appreciate you guys so much for listening to me I know this is 50 minutes if you made it this fucking long I love you I appreciate you and thank you and I hope that I gave you enough information so that when you decide if you want to get pregnant or have a baby or what have you you feel ready and you feel like no fuck that like I know this whatever and things are going to happen differently you might not experience this any of the things that I said but at least you know that it's on the table okay I appreciate you guys tuning in to me today on this Friday Tune in for part two, either tomorrow or next week. I'm not really sure what I want to do yet, okay? But for all the ins and outs of what I'm doing and when I'm doing it, go to our podcast, our uh, Instagram. See, my brain doesn't work. Our Instagram, at Letting Lily Podcast. We are on Apple, Google, Spotify, and Anchor. I appreciate you so much. Until next time, I'm Kai Rose. This is Letting Lily, and I will talk to you very soon. Bye.